It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today is Friday, ending the week like we always do with a Fandom Friday segment. Another fandom fan is on the podcast talking about their Avalanche fandom. What got them into the Avs, their history with the Avalanche, favorite moments, all that other fun stuff that we always get to in these Fandom Friday segments, which are so much fun to do. So if it's something that you want to do, if this is your first time hearing it and you're like, I could do that, then shoot me an email. Shoot me an email over at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or get a hold of me through one of these social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche or on Instagram. Just search for Lockdown Avalanche. So different ways to get a hold of me if this is something that you want to take part in. And we can get you on. Uh, they have the next few weeks booked, but I'm always talking to people and always writing names down. So if you want to talk about whatever it is, uh, you know, the first time you watched an Avalanche game, uh, that ridiculous jacket that Jared Bednar had on uh, the other day behind the bench, whatever you feel like talking about, we'll talk about it. And Today, as uh, we have Riley Epps on the show, and I got to say, we get into it early, where he talks about how he became an Avalanche fan, and this is one of the the coolest ways I think someone has ever become an Avalanche fan. So you don't have to wait too long. We kind of get into it right off the bat. So let's get to that right now. It's Friday. means it's Fandom Friday. And here it is with Riley Epps. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code PS20. Easy feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. 
All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so welcome back to the show, and it's Friday, so we have our Fandom Friday segment, and today joining me is Avalanche fan Riley Epps. Riley, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and I guess I'll just throw it to you first, and I mean, I told them your name, but if there's anything else that you want to get out, where you're from, where you grew up, anything interesting about Riley, throw it on out there. Um, I'm from about an hour and a bit north of Toronto. Uh, I've been an Avs fan since probably like 1999 when I was playing the uh, EA Sports NHL 2000 games and nice. playing as the Leafs and I could never beat Colorado. So then I jumped on the bandwagon and I just really? never left. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That and now, keep going. Sorry. Uh, I've been trying to collect uh, every Avs jersey that they've ever worn since, so I'm just missing the Stadium Series jersey from this year against the Kings, and then okay. once I get that, I'll have all of them. Very nice. Now, do you have one on order yet or not yet? No, I always wait for the deals because I don't want to spend like 200 <laughs> bucks for that thing because it's not I... the best-looking jersey in the world. But... <laughs> right. So, and who do you have in mind of, of uh, who you're going to get? Uh, the only, like, I have Miko and Nate in uh, Home and Away, so I'm kind of just going to get Gabe to complete the three-headed monster. Okay. And do you have any method to your madness on who you have, who you will get as a jersey? Not really. on the back If I find room. a good deal or whatever, I'm going to go right. for that. But, like, I'd okay. prefer if I could find the Landeskog one. Right. Okay. I think I'm almost positive you are the first person from Canada on the show. So oh, right that, on. that's great. <laughs> and I got to say, man, that is one of the cooler stories as to why someone became an Avalanche fan. Yeah, I still have my copy of it and everything. I Do just, you really? Yeah, I still have my PS1 and everything that I had it on. That is that's I love that. I'm going to be telling that to a lot of people. Man. <laughs> that, that is a great story. Uh, so, I mean, being kind of close to Toronto, do you kind of catch a lot of heat for not being a Toronto fan? Yeah, I hear it every time they play at work from everybody at work, and they're right. always surfing at me for it. And they're like, ew, why would you pick Colorado? But, like, the Leafs were always so bad growing up. So, like, why would a young kid want to <laughs> sit there and cheer for a losing team while they're growing right. up? Right, I hear you. So, so ninety nine. So, if you want to divulge your age, how old were you in ninety nine when you were? I was to the Avalanche. Four, four years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, you were you were playing video games at four years old, and you couldn't beat the Avalanche. So that's an impressionable age where I could absolutely see. I can I can remember playing like Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> when I was young and, and that's why, well, it's not the sole reason why I'm a Broncos fan, but uh, I loved playing with John Elway on Tecmo Super Bowl. So yeah, 
video games have an impact on who we like as a team when we're young kids, do they not? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was pretty easy to go around with Forsberg and just deke everybody out and score because he's oh one of the best god. players in that game. So. so true. Oh my god, I you're bringing me back, man. I love this. <laughs> um, so go back to those days, then. Like, what do you remember about? Did, did you were you able to watch many Avalanche games living in Toronto? This was, you know, back then. This was it was not the digital age where you could watch out-of-market games like you can now did you struggle to watch them i could only really watch them in the playoffs because like cbc and stuff on hockey night in canada would only show like the leafs game and then like being so young i'd have to go to bed like halfway through that game right so uh i had to watch during the playoffs and stuff so it was really the new jersey cup final that got me like hooked on them because yeah. like i loved watching like the pom-poms and stuff go in the crowd right so i mean that got me hooked. that's true i mean you you you're four years old you converted because of a video game and then they go win the stanley cup and yeah you got to be like oh, man, this is the greatest thing in the world yeah and then that yeah. christmas the christmas of 2000 going into 2001 my grandma got me my first abs jersey uh, so I was just set from there. That was the first hockey jersey I owned. That wasn't like my little Timbits House League jersey. Do you still have it? I don't. I don't uh, know where it went. Uh, I know that would have been. I yeah. had a little baby-sized Montreal one that my grandpa tried to force on me. Right. And my dad's a Bruins fan, so he's like, "No, he's not wearing this." So <laughs> I didn't follow anything of theirs. Oh, I love it. So as far as uh, favorite players from the olden days back in 99, would, would it be Forsberg because of, of yeah, uh, it's Forsberg, it's Forsberg for sure. I okay. feel like, like I obviously have a very skewed opinion on him, but like, right. I feel like if he was healthy his whole career, he'd be a top five player of all time. He yeah. was just dominant the whole time. Yeah. I, I I would not disagree with that. So, uh, moving to this year, we you're the first person on after post trade deadline. So why don't we start there? Were you happy with what the Avalanche did or did not do, or do you think they should have made some more moves? Are you happy with what they did? Pretty much by standing pat. What's your take on the on the trade deadline? I was kind of okay with what they did, seeing how like the report is mid-March, everybody's coming back from their injuries. So like in a way that's their trade deadlines, getting everybody healthy as lame as that is. Mm -hmm. But I would have loved to see another top six winger come in because that's mm -hmm. the only hole they have. Like, I feel like they need to push either Nichuskin or Donskoy down to the third line and get another solid mm -hmm. second line winger to play with Naz and then they'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, I am completely in agreement with you. Um, I, I wonder how much of the Kreider signing changed Joe Sackick's tune. I don't know if he had his 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 sights set on him, but you got to think if you know he had a plan B and a plan C. If Kreider wasn't you know there to fall in line, and doesn't seem like anything really materialized out of it, surprisingly. Yeah, my plan B, if he was healthy all year, would have been Anthony Mantha. I would have been kicking and screaming to get him in Colorado because he's like the same age as McKinnon, roughly. And like that guy's just a horse. Like him in junior, he was the, like the best player in the QMJHL in his draft year. And did he didn't get traded at all? Did he? 
No, he's just sitting in Detroit. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I kind of don't feel bad for that. No, I don't either. <laughs> I'm going to that game on uh, Monday. Oh, uh, in Detroit? Yeah, I'm making the road really? trip when I'm going because I'm trying to get all 31 arenas off of my checklist. First oh, okay. Live, so it's just a so, bonus. Colorado's playing in the games. So how many will this be? Uh, seven, I think. All right. So what? What have you? Where have you been then? Uh, Toronto, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo, uh, Ottawa, uh, Columbus, uh, Pittsburgh. I haven't made it to Philly yet, and then I think New Jersey, and then somewhere mm-hmm. else. Have you made it to MSG yet? No, that's on my bucket list. I really want yeah. to go to the game there. Great, great place to watch a game. Really good place to watch games. So, um, and I guess for th- this season, what's your take on the season? Got to be happy with how they're doing. Um, what's concerning you, if you have any concerns heading into the playoffs, and what has maybe surprised you, if anything, during this entire season? I can't really complain about the uh, season in general because <clears throat> they like when everyone was healthy at the start of the year, they were just looking like they were world beaters and then all the injuries started, but like you can't control that. Right. So uh, it's more of a nitpicky thing. Like Fran Susan as rebounds needs to stop that because <laughs> those are just yeah. awful. But that's really my only complaint is goaltending it sometimes. But like as soon as Grubauer hits his hot streak like he did last year, we'll be fine. And he seemed like he was heading in that direction before he got injured with Grubauer. Yeah, I don't even know what that injury was. It didn't even look like Cole hit him hard. He just kind no. of bumped into him. Yeah, I don't know. And to be out for as long as he is is kind of shocking to me. I watched that replay over and over. I'm like, what? Yeah, I can see, you know, you're kind of taking a hit. Maybe because it's cold outside, it hurt a little bit more. I don't know. But uh, for him to be out as long as he is, uh, is a little, little surprising. But, and then I guess talking about the goalies, I had was talking on the show over and over again, kind of hoping, wishful thinking for someone like Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Am I surprised they didn't get him? No, I, I really thought the, Chances of that happening were, you know, maybe like less than 5%. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen it. Would you have liked to see them bringing in? And and even Joe Sackick said, like, yeah, we got to go after a goalie. I didn't think it was going to be the route they went, get a yeah. goalie, and then just send them right down to the minors. I thought they might have at least taken a look at someone like, like Lungfist. And maybe they did, and we'll probably never know. Were you kind of on board for bringing in somebody like him? I would have been down for Lundqvist for sure, just because of the cup chasing story. Right. But as exactly. soon as I saw on the like trade deadline coverage that I don't know how to say the name, Shishjurkin, that goalie they have, got in a yeah. car accident and like fractured his rib. I knew yeah. there was like, no chance of Lundqvist getting moved. But I Hutchison's garbage. <laughs> 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 I saw him get just lit up in Toronto. For that's true. You're in Toronto, yeah. Season. And so he's just not great, but like he was sitting on the bench tonight. So I guess he did a fine job at opening the door. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. And I think like, like you just said, like that's more or less why I would have loved to have seen uh, Lungfist because, you know, it it would have been 
and and Sackick was a part of that team with with like Bork. Yeah. And bringing it, it would have been Ray Bork all over again. And I would have loved that with Joe Thornton too. Him, he was another one. Three C for the playoff run. That right. would be awesome. I mean, and then Colorado starts to be known as the place where your elders go to win a Stanley Cup. Why would you not want that? <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Fun storylines. I'm all for the chaos. Exactly. So, uh, did it make a ton of sense? Eh, maybe not, but still, like I think they could have found a way to to make it work. Uh, but. It's not. It's not happening. It's. It's not going to happen. I don't. And and like you said, the the timing with the Rangers goalie, however you pronounce his last name, getting injured in a car accident didn't help anything. So I think all of these possibles just fell apart with Kreider signing a car accident, and just I think Sackett was like, I'm just gonna pump the brakes. Maybe that's a bad analogy when somebody gets into a car accident, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just, I'll take my two deals. I like my team and we're good. And I, and I had said on the show the other day after the trade deadline, if he's not making moves with the position the team is in right now, I I don't anticipate a trade deadline where the abs are major players for a while. Do you agree with that? Yeah, they definitely need at least this year of experience again, because like I want them Anything less than Western Conference Finals for me is kind of a failure this year just because of how much they upgraded the team in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. And and positioning is huge, is going to be really big because... I don't want Dallas in the first Yeah, game. I know. That's what you, you kind of want to avoid that. And I hate saying that because, you know, you're going to be going up a good team and you want to fight the good fight, but... Um, yeah, it's it's gonna it's this three headed monster between the three of them is gonna go down to the wire. And who don't they play? Is there a last game against St. Louis? Last game of the season? Yeah, one of the last games. I think so. I, th- I think so. So that could be that could be huge. And that kind of leads me into my next question because one of my favorite moments, and it's more recent, is when they won that last game of the year following the, the yeah. dumpster fire of the season. Uh, to beat yeah, St. The Louis. Pile oh, my goal. Oh, my God. I still I committed myself on Twitter to, like, I replied to the Avs account, and I was like, if you guys make the playoffs after this game, after last season, I'll get a tattoo of the yeah. logo on me. So I still need to book that. I just got to save up a bit for it. Okay. I was going to say, man, if, if you, that'd be sweet if you got it. You got to go get that now. Twitter's yeah, I know. I've it. committed. Yeah, um, so that's like you know one of my the more recent moments. But is there any moments through the duration of the history of the Avalanche that stick out to you as moments that you go back to and just absolutely love? It's gonna be kind of an odd one, but uh, Duchesne's rookie season. I watched him a lot while he was in Brampton because I'm like right there basically. So I'd always go down to the Battalion games and watch that with my dad. And uh, the one game he flipped me a battalion puck and during warmup. So I have that signed by him. So him going in on Luongo and scoring the shootout goal to clinch the playoffs for them that season when they had no business being in the playoff rates that year. <laughs> that's probably like my favorite recent memory. Of right. The yeah. Pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you're, you're setting me up for these questions, man, because 
my question after that was going to be any prized possessions that you have that you own. Oh. I know you said you have a lot of jerseys. Is what, what other paraphernalia or memorabilia do you have that's kind of like that's shining bright on your desk or in your man cave? Well, I live in a basement apartment, so okay. all of the walls have every single abs jersey going around my TV and stuff. And then I have like a little bar in my thing. So there's like the, you know, the Stanley Cup uh, popcorn maker. Yeah. I have that, but I cut the wire off of it because that popcorn maker sucks and it burns your popcorn right away. Yeah, <laughs> I used just... it once and I was like, no. And so then <laughs> behind that, I have the the Blueberry Avs jersey signed by Duchesne, like on the number nine. And oh. then I've been to Denver twice. And okay. so each time I go to the practices, so I have a white jersey that's signed by the team uh, two years ago. And then I have a t-shirt with uh, McKinnon's rookie season, that team, borderline every player on that team. Mm-hmm. And then I have a uh, Jamie McGinn game used jersey. Wow, there's and, a name I've heard in a while. I know, because uh, he's from Fergus, which is about 20 minutes from where I live. And my high school gym teacher is actually his next door neighbor. Oh my God. He signed a bunch of stuff for me. So I have it all around and like, I have personalized uh, pictures from Landis Cog and McGinn and Duchesne. And then uh, this Christmas, my parents got me a uh, authentic signed Joe Sackick 2006 Olympic Jersey. Wow, man. Yeah. You got it. Jeez. Yeah, I have a it's lot. Awesome. <laughs> That's a, no, but I, I love that you know when when you were converted to to avalanche fandom at, at, at a young age. Sometimes like you grow out of it, and you know the team that you liked as a kid, you you kind of become more of a homer as the years go on. It doesn't seem like it happened for you. Like you you are yeah. drinking I, the Kool Aid by the bucket load, man. <laughs> yeah, I dove head first, and I just didn't come back up. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. So, uh, you had said anything less than Western Conference Finals is a failure. Do you? What's your prediction? Do they make it that far? Do they make it the one step further? What do you think? Uh, it depends on when they play Dallas because that's the only team that really scares me because the Avs can't beat them to save their lives this year, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm not scared of St. Louis. Colorado's bit that bug basically. So. Uh, it's basically whenever they face Dallas, so I'm hoping Colorado gets top seed and then they just can run through the Pacific and yeah. it's an easy path that way because no one in the Pacific's very good. But right. Yeah, I'm it, hoping it's conference finals. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's always a, a tough thing to to predict the the uh, NHL playoffs. Uh but you know, you can look at matchups and like you're saying, like that's a difficult matchup for for Colorado at least for this year um and like I, I've said on this show like for whatever reason if if the Kings made the playoffs I wouldn't want the Avalanche to play the Kings just because yeah, for whatever reason what they match up well with them I don't know what what it is but uh they, they play well against Colorado so it's just it's matchup driven and yeah if they if they draw Dallas early on that is going to be a dog fight I'm going to be on the on the edge of my seat every single night with that with that series yeah and dallas plays such a boring game too it's just clogged yeah. the plot and sit there it's like oh my yeah. god yeah it's kind of like like 
Islanders hockey to me. Like the yeah, Islanders a are just bit. a boring team to me. They're just a defensive team and a good defensive team, and that's just what they rely on. So uh, I think maybe Dallas is a little bit more up tempo than than uh, the Islanders, but still, yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of just dull hockey, and they'll take a one nothing, two to one win any day. Where the Avalanche want to take a five to two win every day, you know. Yeah, the high-paced, exciting stuff. And Dallas has the cheat code, Ben Bishop in that, because the dude takes up three-quarters of that just sitting there. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly. So, all right, man. So, I think uh, I, I, I like your I like your your predictions. I like your paraphernalia. I would like. Are you on, like, Twitter or anything like that or Instagram that you want to throw I don't out? I really tweet anything. I'm just kind of lurking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but like, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, but I don't really post stuff. If if you can do me a favor and maybe post some of that, those uh, jerseys you have and aut- autographs you have, yeah, uh, so I can like retweet them or whatever and put them up because I always like seeing what the people have. I think that's cool stuff that you got. Yeah, I'll do a quick little spin around the apartment after this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have you on again sometime down the road if you're up for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And uh, don't take no shit from your coworkers. (laughs) I don't plan on it. They they have no uh, right to say anything. Uh, You know, for a while, they haven't had a right to say anything. So you are in the driver's seat, my friend. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks, Riley, for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks. And we will be right back. And there you have it. Another Fandom Friday segment with Riley Epps. And how cool is that to become a fan through a video game? Because you could not beat the Avalanche in a video game. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to be a fan of that team. I love it. (laughs) That's great. Riley also sent me, when he was talking about his room and all the memorabilia he has, he sent me a video of all of that stuff and it is pretty cool i'm going to post that to my twitter um it's impressive how he has it all organized and neat it's almost like you don't want to touch anything it's almost like walking through a museum so uh, i will definitely post that as well really cool stuff that he's got so yeah if that's something that you want to do like i said if this is something you've heard week after week and you're just not pulling the trigger of wanting to come on the show please Uh, it's very simple. Everybody has survived. Um, And if it's the first time you heard it and you say like, that's something I could do, shoot me a line. Once again, you can send them to lockedonavalanche at gmail.com. Message me over at L-O-P-N underscore avalanche on Twitter or message me on Instagram. Just search for Locked on Avalanche. So that's really going to be it for today, guys. Avalanche with two big games back to back. First one in Carolina, which is Always a tough game, it seems, for Colorado. And then right back at it on Saturday against Nashville. And doesn't matter what division team you're playing and how poor they're doing, those are always dogfights. So got to keep winning. Got to keep winning and, and keeping pace with that Saint, those St. Louis Blues. Uh, I don't the, – the Dallas Stars were playing Boston, and I hate rooting for Boston, but you kind of almost have to. And as of me recording this right now, Boston is up four to two and they're almost halfway through the third. So as much as I can't stand rooting for Boston, that actually helps 
the Avalanche. So let's hope that score stays the same. By the time you're listening to this, you will have known the final of that game. And, uh, you know, maybe it will help the Avs in the end. But name of the game is you got to take care of yourself. And the Avalanche can do that with just keep, keep on winning. So let's hope four points on the board this weekend. Let's get all four of them. That is going to be it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another week of Locked On Avalanche podcast. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday with a fresh batch of shows. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!